Welcome to the Very Basics Podcast. My name is Paul. I am a PhD student at Yale University. And on this podcast, I sit down with uh, experts, with uh, everyday people, uh, with thinkers, with writers, with teachers to talk about the Bible, to talk about society, to talk about faith, to talk about our relationship with God and the world and everything else in between. And today I have a special guest who is going to be helping us think about Pentecostalism in Africa primarily. Uh, and my special guest is uh, Dr. Kiyama Mugambi. Uh, I like to call him Professor Mugambi. Uh, Professor Mugambi teaches at Yale University Divinity School um, as an assistant professor of world Christianity with a focus on Africa. Uh, he used to work and teach at Africa International University in Kenya, uh, where he was like a, a senior researcher and a faculty member. And his work focuses especially on uh, ecclesial, social, cultural, theological, and epistemological themes within African urban Christianity. And that is very typified in his recent book, A Spirit of Revitalization, Urban Pentecostalism in Kenya, which you know does a lot of the survey of the history of Pentecostalism in Kenya and has actually received a lot of attention from uh, different experts and scholars and people who work in the fields of mission studies, world Christianity, and intercultural theology. Um, if you're not in academy, all of these seems a little bit abstract, but trust me, it, it's all good stuff, okay? <laughs> and uh, Professor Mugambi is right here. So I'm going to go straight into the conversation and we're going to interact with him and pick his brain on what he thinks uh you know pentecostalism is all about and what we can learn from um, from that experience all right uh, it, once again it's a pleasure for you to be here uh but i guess you know one curiosity that many people would have who are listening to this podcast would be um how did you get interested in maybe like studying pentecostalism in the first place right your first book which is like the that's right here a spirit of revitalization urban pentecostalism in kenya great book right but how did you get interested in studying pentecostalism the way you do it mm. so um my background is you know church ministry so i i began by being involved in church and uh, being in very very I, I was raised up anglican and then you know moved to charismatic nice. uh, charismatic movement and uh, was was involved in church was involved in the ministry uh, ultimately involved in pastoral work yeah. and i became very curious uh, curious about what what is this movement what is this, what is going on in my country what is going on in in africa right and yeah. and my you know that that kind of sparked an, an interest and and i feel a, a sense of dual call to both the church and to the academy like mm -hmm. you mentioned and so for me you know that became a, a, a subject of of study and you know a little point here a little note is is that some of the material that i was reading about pentecostalism in africa mm. um was didn't sound to me as well informed uh, i feel like it left a few important uh, uh, things yeah. mm -hmm. and so i felt 
uh, I think as one who's coming from within the movement in in a sense, uh, because, you know, again, uh, for academics that you do need to have, you know, kind of a critical engagement with what you're seeing. Right. I felt that uh, I, I was able to have some vantage point to see some things and to have access uh, to certain uh, features uh, that then can be brought out in, in academia. Nice. I like two things here. You talked about a dual call, right? Mm-hmm. That's a very good way of expressing your, your sense of call. Uh, and then the second thing is like you sort of identified something that was not being done the way you wanted it to be done, mm-hmm. um, w- where people were writing about the thing, but were not writing it the way you were observing it and the way you were experiencing it as somebody who was working in the field. Mm-hmm. And, and I think that's one of the things that a lot of people listening can take out, right? Because, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. you can have multiple calls you have a dual call you can have two things that you have a sense of what god is calling you to do Mm -hmm. and maybe one of the things that leads you there is identifying problems identifying something that is not being done Mm -hmm. fascinating point um uh, but you know, let's let's go to the subject itself, yeah. right? And I'm sure that like I love origin stories. I love mm-hmm. talking about where things began, right? Yeah. So uh, I, as, as I put here, I'm sure there's a, a brief version of the the story of the beginnings of Pentecostalism in Africa. Yeah. Obviously, right now it's probably the biggest mm. movement, and we we'll, we'll talk about it. Um, but what is your sense of the the origins of Pentecostalism in Africa? You were certainly um, East African, but there's also like the West African version. There's mm-hmm. also the South African version. Mm-hmm. So, what's your sense of how it how the movement began? Mm-hmm. So, there are uh, different theories about out there about how Pentecostalism has grown. Um, one one theory is Pentecostalism in the form that we see it in Africa started in one place and kind of spread out or started in uh, Azusa Street. And, ah, yeah, and and uh, spread out in you know Azusa Street in California and spread out through the whole world. That's one way of looking at Pentecostalism. Um, but it it you know it it looks at Pentecostalism as a very specific denomination or set of denominations that share a history. Right. Uh, but I think Pentecostalism is a lot more than that. Mm. Uh, Pe- Pentecostalism is a move of the spirit. Uh, or a people of a, of a spirit that uh, operate in a particular way. Mm-hmm. And so when we talk about Pentecostalism in Africa, in fact, we do need to think of Pentecostalism as uh, something more than just a denomination or a right. set of denominations. Right. It's a way of, of living the Christian life. Right. So if we take that view uh, and then look at the historical facts, yeah. um, I have become convinced, together with others, yeah. that... Uh, Pentecostalism emerged in different places, mm-hmm. um, you know, in, in history. And some of those places or st- some of the movements or the urgings mm-hmm. uh, started before Azusa Street. Yeah. And, and so um, scholars of Pentecostalism will call that a polygenetic Right. Uh, a, approach uh, or a poly, polygenetic polygenesis of, mm-hmm. of of Pentecostalism coming um, coming starting in different multiple, multiple places yeah. around Africa and actually around the world. Right. And so to that extent, yeah. Um, so I mean, it started in in, in different places. Mm-hmm. The original forms uh, are what people have called African independent churches. Um, I prefer to call them African, early African initiatives in Christianity. Mm-hmm. 
um, for for this simple reason that uh, you know independence. Uh, you talk about independent churches. Um, you know, raises the question: independent from what? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and and so it's it's a term that has been used and uh, you know fits a certain you know category of terms and and helps with the with the nomenclature. But I feel that uh, outside of the taxonomical uses of the term, I think early African initiatives in Christianity is a bit more representative. Right. And so that's where it started. Mm -hmm. And uh, in again, in different places, like I say, you know, East Africa had its own movement, West Africa had its own movements, mm -hmm. Southern Africa had its own movements. South Africa uh, had some of the earlier movements, you know, in the 1800s and so on. Mm -hmm. So, um, and, and so those started, and then you have renewal movements from within the the historic mission churches right. and this happens uh you know through the the you know world war era into uh the period just before you know the um struggle for independence right uh, for, for africa and then right after you have now the start of or the launch the growth of what we call near newer Pentecostal and charismatic movements, right? And those have morphed, and there are many different kinds yeah. uh, all over Africa. Yeah, yeah. It's like a it's like a virus, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And what what's unique about this is that I've talked about these historical periods and said, you know, this the early African initiative started, and then you have you know kind of renewal movements, and then you have um, newer Pentecostal charismatic churches. Yeah. What is unique is that this is not serial. It doesn't happen one, then another, then another. Yeah. All of these can be found in different places in Africa yes. now. So, yeah. you know, one starts like the early African initiatives. You, you're going to find expressions of that yeah. in different parts of Africa. You know, yeah. you're going to find what they, they sometimes call Zion churches, Zionist churches in yeah. Southern Africa, Ladura churches. Yeah. Uh, you know, in Oharist churches in, in Western Africa, and then you have um, Spirit Roho churches in Eastern right. Africa. Yeah. So, like, if, that's fascinating because even in terms of timing, yeah. that it's, it's, it speaks to the fact that it's not something that was brought to Africa, yeah. right? It's yeah. it, it's like it, it began in multiple places at different times yeah. and all these things. Yeah. And yeah. There were versions of it that even existed on the continent before yeah. the Azusa Street version, you know, sort of also started spreading on the continent. Yeah. That's that's really great. You you pointed to to the second question that I had, mm -hmm. which is Pentecostalism as a a, a movement, yeah. you know, as 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 a movement versus a, a denomination. And I think yeah. that's something that a lot of people don't think about because if I'm talking to my American friends, you know, and and I'm you know identifying or describing Christianity on the continent, yeah, it's. It's very difficult to do because you could find a a pen, a, a, a Presbyterian, for example, yeah. or a Methodist, for example, mm. who whose outlook and expression of faith is pretty much like the Pentecostal, right? They yeah. speak in tongues, they you know they do all the yeah. things, right? Yeah, but they're Presbyterian. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. you know, speak to us about like <laughs> that relationship between denomination versus movement. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and I think that is that is helpful. Um, let me preface this with with a comment. Say, mm -hmm. um, Christianity. W one of the what, what I what Andrew Walls used to call the genius of Christianity, as Laminsane, mm -hmm, uh, mm -hmm. we call the genius of Christianity, is that uh, Christianity has this uh, capacity hardwired within it to incarnate into different places. Yeah. 
and and uh, that that is important in understanding um you know how we we you know conceptualize christianity in different places because the way christianity has continued to incarnate mm-hmm. in or, or one would say andrew as andrew also say the way christ has incarnated uh in in uh, in african uh re- the re- african religious experience is that um uh people people see religion or people see christianity in a way that is very different from post enlightenment europe yeah and that is they live in this kind of a holistic cosmology where what you see what you can't see are somehow connected yeah. <laughs> and and, and uh, you know our religious experience uh, articulates that reality yeah. in a very vivid way yeah. and pentecostalism or pentecostal christianity is a way of you know kind of fits within that cosmology which by the way is not very far removed from new testament christianity yeah mm-hmm. I, i mean they saw things that way yeah and so um you know illness in one's uh, body uh, could have been you know illness because of a specific thing mm-hmm. or it could have been because you know like uh, the 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 blind the man born, born blind at birth it could have been because you know there was sin yes, involved yeah, yeah. <laughs> um or you know there could be just a, a variety of explanations some of which are connected with particular uh, i don't know pathogens in the yeah. body and a continuum with um on the other side you know it is a spiritual problem so yeah. what the person has is Uh, what is manifesting as illness in a person is really a spiritual problem and so uh, africans tend to see that kind of world you can have that that world view and so uh, pentecostals appreciate that world view and live this world view in very uh, very vivid ways mm-hmm. and so that way of expressing christianity will be found you know amongst people who are presbyterians or yeah. anglicans like myself right, or, <laughs> right. um you know or or uh, some of the other denominations even catholicism yes uh, so that you find that there's char- a charismatic you know um yeah. a charismatic expression of yeah. catholicism now another another note that i would want to add there is to kind of compound this a little and say okay. that <laughs> um people then do not leave out that that their christian expressions in isolation from one another right and, yeah. and so it is not unusual mm-hmm. to find um especially in prayer meetings you know to find you know the baptists you know from the church next door the presbyterians from the church next door and the catholics that you had in your house just before you came for the prayer meeting yes. <laughs> you know we we'll all come together yeah. to the prayer meeting and we will experience that uh, you know spiritual moment yeah. together in prayer because there are certain things that we understand and we see together yes and 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 share those experiences and then on sunday you know people go to their different services the things, yeah. and and they'll do uh, the services in the way that they in the in the liturgy that they do them and the right. pentecostals go and do their oral liturgy yeah. uh, wherever they are so so yeah i think those those, those you know that's a way of thinking about pentecostalism right um which is not uh, denominational right mm. yeah that's uh it's truly fascinating in many 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 ways because it helps like if you go if you go to west africa for example and you're mm. just observing this thing and you don't think about it the way you just explained it mm. it's like 
what's going on? Like it's mm. really new and bizarre mm. in many ways. But but this helps, like giving us the framework to think about that. Mm. Uh, obviously, it is the it is the fastest fastest growing movement on the continent. Mm. Uh, before we go to some of the trends and some mm. of the you know the the, the 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 emphasis of you know activities and, and theology and doctrine and things mm. like that. Uh, just help viewers uh, and listeners appreciate the the how, how fast it is growing. Right? How, mm. Like how big is is Pentecostalism right now on the continent? Yeah. So um, different. You know, there are different metrics that mm-hmm. that people people would 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 use. Um, first of all, it, it's a difficult movement to quantify. Yeah. Because if you just look at the denominations alone, you probably be talking about you know twenty maybe you know twenty percent thirty percent of yes. of um, the, the, the Protestants. Protestants, Protestants, yeah. Christians. Okay. But you see, if 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 you include those um, you know denominations or denominational expressions yeah. like Anglicans, Presbyterians and who are Pentecostals, yes. yeah. <laughs> then the number might rise to maybe a third of all Christians. That's, that's something. So so um, when demographers uh, do, do their demography and a, a good place to go is uh, the World Christian Encyclopedia, yes. um, which you can find some of the data online. Yeah. Uh, you're going to find that uh, when, when they talk about Pentecostal and charismatic Christianity, they'll say, well, these numbers might likely include people from other denominations who have been counted in other denominations. Right. So it's growing as an expression or as a movement, a way of seeing mm-hmm. uh, Christians growing fast. Mm-hmm. Um, and in terms of the rate of growth, um, it's the, it has the fastest rate of growth. Uh, because if you are looking at that movement um, in the 1900s, um, early 1900s, you're looking at a very small yeah. proportion because, you know, Africa at that point is 90, 90 something percent um, tr- primary religion. Yes. And then, you know, now, you know, Africa is half of Africa is yeah. is is um is christian yes so as a as a movement christianity is growing it is you are looking at over 630 million yeah um africans who consider themselves christians uh, christians um but then the the movement that movement that will say you know those kind of expressions of christian are very small proportion right. almost nothing you know yeah. very small but now you're looking at um you know maybe up to a third yeah of of the christians 200 something million wow. you know and and so you're looking for anything less than you know just just a few millions to uh to 200 million yeah within 100 years yes so that rate of growth is like exponential <laughs> yes really yeah, exponential really exponential and even proportionately you yeah. know it's it's from you know very small fraction of christians uh to up to you know maybe up to a third yeah uh, of the christians quarter to a third wow interesting <laughs> yeah uh so let's let's talk about the maybe we should take a pause here and let me just be sure that we are on track with everything mm-hmm. Uh, yep, we are. 
Hmm. So far, so good. I mm-hmm. like it. <laughs> okay. So, um, yeah, let's talk about, you know, some of the, uh, some of the current trends with, within the movement of, mm-hmm. of Pentecostalism. You know, uh, I, I put here, you know, pro- prophecy and a prophetic movement, mm-hmm. right? Mm. It's a big thing. Mm. Yeah. Um, church planting styles yeah. and church administration styles and things yeah. like that. You talked about mm. it being identified as like an independent, mm-hmm. you know, thing. And what is it independent of? Like another version mm. of the term is, uh, I think I heard that in Ghana or maybe Nigeria, one month, one month church, right? Mm-hmm. Which is like mm-hmm. describing the the system of administration. Yeah. Usually, it's just yeah. one person, yeah, doing doing all of that, and 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 so on and so forth. Like the mm. message of the good life, right? Prosperity yeah. and prosperity yeah. gospel. Mm. Some of these trends. What What do you think? What's yeah? Um, so so th- let me divide those into into just different different. Uh, components uh one set of components the ecclesiology of it mm. uh, how how does it uh, how, how does the thing function as a, as a church yeah and so there are people who would say well these 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 churches can be known because of uh, how they start they yeah. start with with a leader and then they have uh you know usually the leader is everything <laughs> the leader is the for sure you know yeah. he's the one the preacher is the one who you know takes the money to the bank and yes. <laughs> you know the, yes. uh, if at all <laughs> yes. Then, yes. Uh, this is the person responsible for the doctrine the person responsible for pretty much everything, everything. yeah everything so so that's that's one common especially for the smaller ones mm-hmm but uh there are larger movements where you have you know pastors and then you know with with larger teams yeah and then you have others that are um you know movements that have you know a bishop they've you know have episcopized yeah so that you have a bishop who is in charge of several pastors that have parishes in different places yeah and some of them are really large you know like they are global with with an overseer and then you have uh regional kind of bishops and and uh, original overseers and you have you know pastors under them your parishes you have all of that so so in that sense, you know, it's it, we 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 can't see it in one way. You know, mm-hmm. that that's just in terms of polity. Yeah, and you can look at it in terms of church size. Church size, right? Uh, yeah, so that you have small, you know, zero to twenty, zero to fifty kind of churches. Those are very many yeah. urban. You find them in urban centers. You find them in rural areas. Yeah. You have slightly larger ones. You know, fifty to two hundred. Um, you find them in again urban centers and so on. Yeah. Those tend to have you know the pastor and you have you know some deacons or yeah. people who deacon, who serve. Yeah. Uh, and then and then larger ones, you know, over two hundred, five hundred, of one thousand. Yeah. And then when it hits one thousand, according to some metrics, they say that's a mega church. That's a mega church. Yeah, that's a very common phrase. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So so you have some that are over a thousand. Yeah, which, which, yeah. which uh, puts them in the designation of of mega church. Some other people will say, well. Mega churches start at two thousand, uh, but even then you find some which are you know at two at two thousand. Um, so that's another way of looking at them in terms of trends. You have obviously you have many many more that are smaller. Yeah. Uh, but then you have some of these 
uh, bigger ones as well. Um, and so those those are trends, church planting, and some of them, again, two different ways of church planting. Yeah. Some of them plant churches actively, so they send out pastors and mm-hmm. they send out people, they commission people to plant mm-hmm. churches, mm-hmm. Uh, and that's very effective. But then you have others that plant churches by through break breakups schism so breakaway like, breakaways break yeah, yeah. <laughs> break, break, breakaways and that's that's a very common you know very, yeah. very common uh, um, means uh, or common trend mm-hmm. uh, both of those are common trends uh, of 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 church planting but you can also look at the churches in terms of their theology yeah and so let me talk about a couple of different things so for example some of them will have uh, the classical doctrine of tongues as uh, initial evidence of uh, the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Oh, yeah. And so some of those are very, some of the churches, many of them actually, mm-hmm. you know, have, have that as a fixed doctrine. Yeah. Um, and, you know, would would uh, incorporate in their liturgy yeah. uh, moments to pray, not just for people to be baptized, but to be baptized in the Spirit. Yeah. Um, and for for them, they see those as two separate right. events in one's own uh, spiritual journey. Right. Uh, but then there are others, uh, you know, equally that do not emphasize tongues as the initial evidence. Mm-hmm. The tongues are evidence, but it's not the initial mm-hmm. evidence. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, those you know are, are, are quite quite a number, um, and and for for those ones, you find that they are not um, for for many of those they they that that have that kind of perspective are not very insistent on that in their in their yeah. preaching and so on, uh, and then you have still others that will say, well, there is evidence of the Holy Spirit, but it doesn't have to be tongues. Yeah, <laughs> and and those are you know valid, Completely and they still fit within the kind of Pentecostal, yeah. uh, Pentecostal uh, perspective or the realm. So that's that's uh, one of the one of the things. And then uh, a common conversation about these churches is their uh, their the way that they view uh, life or what you call the good life. Yeah. And uh, for many of these churches, they have a very concrete uh, perspective, mm-hmm. very concrete perspective of uh, the um, the engagement between God, uh, the, the intervention, God's intervention into our world. Yeah. And one of the ways in which God intervenes in our world is through uh, power encounters. Yeah. You know, healings, deliverance, yeah. and those kinds of things. Yeah. Uh, and the other is is he intervenes in terms of provision. Yeah. And so, for many of those, have been labeled, you know, prosperity uh, teaching churches. Uh, and and so, again, a lot of this, the the scholarship. Uh, and the commentary, the mm-hmm. public commentary, because you know they people talk about them in the newspapers and it's so true. on, yeah, on radio and yeah, everywhere, on ra- yeah. ra- radio and everywhere. Uh, a lot of people look, uh, especially looking from the outside in, uh, will say, "Well, well these churches, yeah, you know, they're heretical, and <laughs> and um, you know, th- there is no such thing as faith healing. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. There is no such thing as deliverance." Um, and and so you know it's all a sham, and and, yeah. and so there's that yeah. perspective, uh, which which really is informed by uh, cosmologies that are dualist. 
yes. uh, you know people who don't see any connection you know yeah. what is spiritual you can't measure it you can't yeah. know it yeah um if it is there good if it is not there it yeah. really doesn't matter to us right, 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 uh yeah. we measure what is physical what is what here is, yeah. what's here what we can see yeah um and so it's kind of a post enlightenment uh, way of looking at things and so with that lens and uh with that lens then obviously the whole idea of pentecostalism is just a big sham <laughs> because, i can see i can see that yeah yeah um and and so 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 that's that's you know that on the side of of the power encounters and on the side of um of uh, the provision and you know miraculous provision and <laughs> and those kinds of things uh, again, you know, there are people who come in and say, well, I think there's a problem with viewing religion in that sort of way because it's yeah. very transactional and, yeah. and um, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's a view of religion that, that um, uh, promotes in some people's views laziness, mm-hmm. uh, that, that one will not, will not work because they're praying for and waiting for their, for their yeah. miracle. Yeah. Uh, which again, when you look at the data on the ground, a lot of these churches do, you know, talk about prayer and do talk about God's provision, but somehow hand in hand with that, they have a, um, a kind of, um, I'm going to call it, uh, um a, a kind of penchant for for teaching about you know a kind of a work ethic yeah. you know you you need to work you know when you wake up in the morning go to the office expecting your miracle yeah. you know dress up you know yeah. get to the office early you know, and, yeah. and what and so and and so there's an interesting paradox over there so they're encouraging people to pray and sometimes even give towards uh financial miracles but yes. on the other side they're also encouraging people to work you know yeah. start your business yeah. and believe that god is going to bless it and you know that right. that kind of thing so they're also encouraging entrepreneurship and and kind of a yes. strong worth ethic and the, and the two are going together kind of paradoxically yeah but then again you know in africa um dealing with kind of those spiritual ambiguities um the the cosmology allows for that kind of yeah uh, ambiguity yeah uh which is different in other parts of it the is, world yeah and so people are able to 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 live with that kind of thing i'm going to the office early in the morning because i'm going expecting my miracle of promotion <laughs> yes um because i prayed for it on sunday I prayed. Uh, and and you know when it comes to you know on sunday you know they're going to go and they're praying for their miracle and you know sometimes you know they'll give towards so a seed you know <laughs> they're going to sow so their seed uh and i think a, a major part of that has been misunderstood it's because these people see a the a connectedness between their spiritual lives uh god yeah. and their physical lives their work yeah. provision health yes. all of those things are all joined together yes and so illness is not just about uh pathogens in your body and yeah. and you know these things uh it is also about um you know spirits of evil this, spirits yeah, yeah. and and, and all of that and and um i think yeah so those those are trends right and and um what i want to say is the oral nature of mm. these of these movements mm-hmm. uh, coupled with the fact that they are you know to some extent uh 
separate from or reactionary from historic mission Christianity yes. exposes them to error, um, their 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 approach to orthodoxy. Yeah, you know, and so so yeah, you know, there is mm. what you know what we call heresy yeah. in, in those churches. Yeah, uh, yes, a lot of these churches uh, lend themselves towards personality cults yeah. uh, and so on. And uh, a lot of them, you know, there's financial impropriety, yeah. moral, yeah. you know, failure of, right. of, of leaders. Um, but I feel, you know, in studying them and for those who will be listening to this and want to study them. Right. I think you need to study them within the context mm. that they are in and, right. and use use the matrix uh, of of um, of understanding of the way people know things, the yeah. epistemology, the way people know things, yeah. uh, and and use that as a framework with which to evaluate this yeah. uh, this movement. Great, uh, it's it's difficult. It it would be inaccurate to evaluate them with a framework for a different epistemology. True, mm. true. Wow, a lot of very, very good things there because these are these are trends that people see. Like this is, I feel like this is like the 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 out the outward identity yeah. of Pentecostalism, yeah. right? Before you even begin to see what the internal yeah. details of the movement is, these are the things you see. Like yeah. you see people pray in tongues, mm -hmm. you hear the message, like God is going to do it, you know, sow a seed, yeah. Yeah. God is going to heal. You see those things first. Yeah. Before you even begin to see like some of the details. And sometimes yeah. it's very tempting to limit the entire yeah. movement yeah. to these trends. Yeah. And, and like you said, the tendency to get into error and heresy yeah. based on like, you know, the way the movement is reactionary to like, yeah. you know, early missionary movements and things mm. like that is very high, you know. Mm. And uh, maybe we should talk a little bit about the errors and the heresies yeah. and the cults thing and the yeah. excesses and the abuses and things. Yeah. Yeah. I think in recent times, a lot of the, I, I've been watching a lot of Facebook, especially Facebook and Twitter is where yeah. you get all the good info. Yeah. So a lot of the young people are now beginning to ask questions, you yeah. know, uh, you know, where's all the money that we, you know, we give to these churches yeah. going to, you know, yeah. uh, what about people we pray for, uh, for, for them to be healed, but they don't get healed. Yeah. Uh, you know, mm. prophecies that are like amiss or prophecies that mm. seem to control people's lives in the way of like, this mm. is what I think God, this is what God is telling me to tell you to do and you have to do it. Right. You know, that mm. kind of thing, sort mm. of controlling people's lives and, and people have begin to like lump some all of those as oh it's the church like the church yeah. is causing all these problems yeah. and yeah. The church is doing yeah can you speak to those things a little bit how, how yeah. should people think yeah. about these things yeah uh yeah I, a couple of 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 um important uh, footnotes yes. before we begin yeah. let's do the footnotes let's do it <laughs> let's do the footnotes uh fo fo helpful footnote number one mm -hmm. Uh, helpful footnote number one, it is important to note that these errors, for anyone willing to study history, yeah. these errors are not limited to the church in Africa. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Um, you, you know, in East Africa, with this thing we are calling cash for prayers, where, yes. you know, you, you, we sow a seed, yeah. then you're going to get a prayer. If you sow a big, small seed, big prayer. you get a small, small prayer. prayer. Big seed, get a big, prayer. Big, get a big prayer and get a big breakthrough. Yeah. 
to be very honest that that is a you know that has happened for a long time <laughs> very insightful yeah because i'm sure people yeah, listening yeah. don't know this yeah, yeah 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 and so i mean it's even in the new testament yes because paul himself paul the apostle not the one i'm looking at <laughs> <laughs> not the one talking to you yeah <laughs> but paul the apostle said there are some people who do this stuff because of money yeah So this is this is right from the beginning. Mm-hmm. Uh the one of one of the big arguments for this for the launch of the of the Protestant church was cash for prayers. Yeah. P- yeah. People people you know were paying money so that they could be prayed for to spend less time in purgatory. Right. So this is this is this is with you know a denomination, you know the denomination that we we would call you know kind of like the rock you know the longest lasting denomination yes you know and the one that is most orthodox the one that is most you know kind of faithful to mm-hmm. uh to historic uh doctrine mm-hmm. uh, you know if you can call it that so 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 that's footnote number one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um and then and then footnote number two is that there's always a tendency to think especially for those of us who are on the continent and sometimes this influence comes from outside of the continent yeah. to think that um heresy is only one way you know heresy is only okay let's say you know some of the things that we're talking about mm-hmm. um you know heresy is um that god you know uh, god heals people in this day and uh, age yeah. and you know that kind of you know the the kind of fake miracles and yeah. stuff um but then you know the opposite heresy is true in other places where mm-hmm. you know god doesn't heal it's the doctors who yeah. do it you yeah. know <laughs> yeah that is also that is also a he- that is yeah. also a heresy that is not spoken of at that all. is not that is not spoken of and not criticized not criticized yeah uh or not called out because some of this if if we're going to call ourselves christians then then mm-hmm. uh, I, i think it's good you know for us to apply the the standard if we do say god is all knowing he's all powerful right um and on the one side you know some people would would, would be doing this uh, it's important to come and and and, and ask the question you yeah. know if god is indeed all powerful all knowing um then you know we can't you know exclude him from the chain of healing you know that sort of, sort of thing yeah. so it, it is to say um heresies are there everywhere mm-hmm. um and and then now to the main points yeah <laughs> <laughs> once we get that out of the way to the main points um i think i think and i'll just talk about maybe maybe uh, you know a couple and mm-hmm. and uh one of them is the over reliance of of uh, the under, on the understanding that god uh, god will intervene in your circumstances mm. um and sometimes to the extent that uh, the the you know the preacher mm-hmm. uh, the the preacher derives financial gain from your desire for god to intervene yeah and so and so that's that's one of the main criticisms of the pro- prosperity gospel where the pastor is gaining you know from uh from the people's need mm-hmm. and the people's desire you know for for 
for a better life yeah. the desire for you know to get out of the rut that they're in uh, to uh, to be able to deal uh, in their own personal lives with issues that are really systemic issues yeah you know um yeah. you know some so, some of the poverty that in fact a good bit of the poverty you'll find on the continent is uh it's not because of evil spirits. <laughs> yeah, that's that's the thing. Yeah, it, it, we are, but you know, it's largely systemic. It, it's right? systemic. Yeah. It's systemic, and so even even as we cast out demons of po- poverty on the that's individual, right. yeah, um, you know, there, I suppose there could be spiritual, you know, ways that people see themselves that that you know kind of chain them to poverty yeah. and, and so on. Uh, there are some bigger demons. In fact, those are like principalities yes. that need to be cast out yeah. uh, using your vote. Using your vote, yeah. <laughs> you know? Right. Um, so I don't think it's one one or the other, but I think it's both and. Yeah. yeah. And and uh, I think in this discourse, I think it's important. Um, th- that's one of the heresies. Right. And those are the, the dimensions yeah. uh, of, of it. Yeah. Um, since we are talking about principalities <laughs> at a national <laughs> level, national principalities. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, there are some things that can only come out by prayer and fasting, but then there are others that come out by prayer, fasting, and then you go cast your vote yeah. or you go do something about it. Yeah, in the or you advocate office, or you know, something. Advocate. Or, yeah. Uh, and, there's a, and we are seeing a growing number of Pentecostal uh, leaders and Pentecostal Pentecostals getting into that space. I agree with you. And, yeah. and saying, no, we want a, we want something different That's for right. ourselves. Yeah, uh, and I've seen some wonderful, you know, examples in different parts of Africa where Pentecostals uh, say, "Well, fine, I might not agree with this particular person, but we are for the same thing." Yeah, uh, and you know, they'll come in and and advocate for policies. I see it at the at the grassroots level. Yeah. you know, in the place where I lived in Nairobi, mm-hmm. you know, there'll be Christians in the in like in the local. Um, area, mm-hmm. uh, um, what I'm going to say, like the local area council, yeah. you know, and they're advocating, you know, we want, you know, a better water system, we want a better sewer system. You know, it's, you know, they're, they you know, Pentecostal, Pentecostals, prominent Pentecostals, you mm-hmm. know, working with the motorcycle transport guys, oh, you know, kind yeah. of organizing them and making sure, you know, they're doing their insurance and yeah. you know, those kinds of things. That's right. Um, and, you know, the others who are, you know, doing care. So, so it's happening at the grassroots right. level. Uh, it needs to happen a lot more. Yeah. Um, there is a flip side, though. Uh, in several countries in Africa, we began to see uh you know, kind of Pentecostal churches and and leaders kind of wanting to wield power uh, and kind of interacting with the government, being less critical of governments that support them. Yeah. Um, And and we're seeing that. We see East Africa, we see Southern Africa. um, It's in West Africa, I can confirm. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so, so again, that's another whole thing. Yeah. Uh, when the Pentecostal churches are large enough or the movement is big enough and can wield power, mm-hmm. you know, in South America, we see a bit of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, what then happens when, you know, does the church then lose its voice mm-hmm. to be able to speak, mm-hmm. um, to speak, you know, truth to power? Mm-hmm. So so those are some of the things uh, that, that we see. So, so, yes, there's heresy, there's moral failure with the, with the leaders, there's financial issues. Mm-hmm. Uh, with with the people, there's a there's a 
the problems with the with the preaching uh, for many of them some of the leaders are not trained some of them uh, you know are not fully aware of christian history or ecclesiology or mm-hmm. you know doctrine and you find that their sermons kind of color around the edges a yeah. little bit <laughs> yeah. and, and there's all of that um but i'm going to kind of put you know the a conclusion here and say um one of the one of the things to understand about the christian faith is that it it uh it is a human phenomenon indeed and human beings uh, so long as any institution church included uh is led by or involves christians mm-hmm. i mean human beings mm-hmm. um then then you will find much room for error yeah and so even systems that you know whether they're governance system or, the, or whatever this you know yeah. involves human beings right uh will have uh will have error potential for error right uh but as as a teacher of church history i have seen that in the the 2000 years that we have of christian history mm-hmm. it seems to me that uh, christianity somehow has found a way of maintaining keeping the train on the rails yeah and and so there's always a coming back to orthodoxy mm-hmm. you know re- renewal movements if it goes so far out either renewal movements break out and the core group you know kind of stays on yeah. the rails of doctrine yeah and and that that is is a unique thing right it's a unique thing so that the thing that we call christian very diverse uh, what tends to happen is that the movements that kind of splinter off and go to you know different directions tend to die off yeah you know in just a few generations right. the ones that are based on just individuals and not really you know the core tenets of mm-hmm. christianity tend to die off right um and the, and the, this thing that we call christianity keeps moving mm-hmm. uh within history towards i suppose the end that saint augustine was talking yeah. about so yeah. uh yeah wow that's a that's a really good conclusion because you it's like I shouldn't say anything more because like that's it that's like the final word. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, we can say something more but, but I do have yeah, yeah and I'm going to say it because yeah. uh I I you know you you pointed out a a number of very very good things mm. um one of which leads me to another sort of criticism mm. and with this conclusion I don't know if we should talk about criticism no, but no, yeah we, we can talk about it which is <laughs> which is like the the emphasis on uh, uh like individual self piety yeah. like me my faith yeah. my relationship with god yeah. the way we talk about salvation in pentecostal movements and pentecostal yeah. churches yeah. it's like it is a personal relationship with god no god yeah. for yourself yeah. you know there's this emphasis on heaven and hell yeah. you know, that kind of thing and the yeah. world is not where we are called to we are sort of called to yeah. like a life that is bigger than ourselves and that life is in heaven and yeah. i can imagine all these passages in the bible yeah. as i'm speaking mm. versus uh this outward ministry towards the marketplace yeah social reforms we talked a yeah. little bit about that yeah. too in your in your submission mm. um and and people are asking okay so what is the role of the pentecostal mm. church mm. in society what's the mm. role is it is 
is it that the only thing we can offer when society is calling for a reform mm. be prayer? Should that thing be only prayer? Mm. Should it be only fasting? Should it be only yeah. like a revival meeting? Or, you know, there were, there were issues in Ghana, for example, when mm. the CD was depreciating so terribly. And yeah. yeah. uh, a very famous, um, you know, well-respected man of God called for prayer for the CD, mm. right? Which in, the, in that cosmology makes sense to yeah. a lot of people. Yeah. But also... People were asking, okay, mm. is 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 the is the only thing that we can offer as a church prayer, mm. right? Can we do something more? Mm. Can we influence the economy in a different way? Mm. Can we advocate a little bit more? Mm. Can we can we build more hospitals? Can we build, you know, yeah. like yeah. the 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 social function of the church. Yeah. Right? That's one of the things that Mm. I feel like a lot of people would like to know about. And I'm very glad that you mentioned that at the grassroots level, yeah. it seems like there's evidence yeah. that there are people speaking to that. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, maybe speak a little more to that. I, the previous yeah. conclusion was great, but yeah. I, I couldn't let this go. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I, I think, and I think it's an important question. Um, it's, a, it's an important question. I think the language, the language of conversion um, used even in Pentecostal churches. I think I think that language of conversion um, might, um, and and this is something that, I've, that has been coming a bit more mm-hmm. more clear to me in in recent research that I've been involved in. True, right, right. Uh, mm-hmm. um, and and I'm I'm finding I'm finding that um, uh, so f- first of all, you know, at a at a, at a broad level. The language of of uh, conversion that we use mm-hmm. um, has has been influenced in some senses by uh, I'm going to say like evangelical discourse. Yeah, so you know Jesus, my personal yeah, savior. I think yeah. That's how what we normally say in yeah. East Africa. I don't know how they say. Yeah. It's the uh, same thing. That's that's the sinner's prayer. Yeah, and it has that language. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It has that language. Mm-hmm. But when you look at how people live out that conversion, they um, kind of live their faith within a community. Mm -hmm. And so for many of these churches, it is a community Mm -hmm. um, complete with mom and dad, (laughs) you know, papa, you know. Aunties and cousins. Yeah, Yeah, hundreds of them. So, so in that sense, you know, the, the community sees itself as a as as a family. Yeah. Many of the churches see themselves as family, the senior person, his wife, you know, yeah. are like their parents. Yeah. And you know, the, then everyone is brother and sister in, in, in the thing. So there is a, a certain element of community, mm-hmm. uh community life mm-hmm. uh that speaks to the question that you're saying in terms of personal piety. Yeah. Uh, just this last week we we listened to a to a uh, to a sermon mm-hmm. uh, and and uh, uh, or a, a series of sermons in in a church uh, s- service and they were talking about you know your your own life um, and your your you know God's blessing on you mm. is there so that it can have an impact on the people around you. Yeah. So your blessing is also the blessing for your family is a blessing for the people around you. Right. So there is a, a certain element of communality mm-hmm. that comes out. It doesn't feature in the 
uh, uh, in in the language yeah. of of conversion yeah but it is a lived out that's an, right. an S- a, a element of lived out faith yeah but still the point that you're making is an important one mm. uh in the sense um is there enough and i think the question you're asking is is there enough of um of an emphasis on social change mm-hmm. uh, as opposed to personal piety yeah uh i think that's an a- area that uh, that has been as christianity you know andrew walls would say uh christianity is is constantly translating itself and mm-hmm. as society changes um christianity also needs to retranslate itself into the new um the new thing that society I like that. becomes i like that yeah and so 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 society as it is constructed in africa today is a little different than it was well much more different than it was 50 years ago yeah uh so today uh, i'm seeing that uh, the retranslation is now beginning where we are f- seeing you know conversation about social change mm-hmm. um you know political engagement mm-hmm. uh and those kinds of things uh so so for example So so for example you you find um in a number of churches now you're going to see the uh the preachers also talk about you know they there's a drive mm-hmm. for people to go and vote. Yeah. So in these Pentecostal churches yes we're going to pray we'll do you know kesha mm-hmm. or overnight in this Africa call it kesha in uh, a place called overnight prayer vigil we're yeah. going to do all of that stuff. Yeah. But as we are doing that stuff you know wake up tomorrow and get vote. out and vote, <laughs> and, vote. Uh, and some people say well we normally do you know vigil on this particular day but we're not going to do the, this vigil on this day so you can wake up early and, and go and vote and go and vote <laughs> so so there is that kind of thing Impressive. yeah and and we've seen you know in 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 east africa we've seen initiatives to kind of bring people together when there's ethnic Mm-hmm. Uh, you know ethnic violence you know pentecostal initiatives to, mm-hmm. to bring people together so they, there's that going on uh, but i think we should also give credit where it is due because yeah. um we're now seeing for example in the last 20 to 30 years we're seeing you know pentecostal movements beginning to take uh to take up issues like 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 education mm-hmm So, you know, Nigeria, uh, I imagine Ghana as well might have started where you have Pentecostal universities. Oh, yeah. Uh so they're entering into academia, a movement that was previously known to be anti-intellectual, you yeah. know, now producing universities, some of them in Nigeria leading universities yeah. uh with theology de- de- departments, but also other areas that are actually mm-hmm. uh, you know, um conducting research mm-hmm. and so on. Same thing uh in eastern africa and so on mm-hmm. you know in kenya mm-hmm. we have you know two you know major institutions that mm-hmm. are uh, affiliated with, with with pentecostal denomination so uh i think I, i think those 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 are we're beginning to see those, those kinds of things and you know now thought leaders coming out of that um another area that pentecostals are very very involved in um especially in eastern africa i don't know very much about some of the other places in eastern africa a lot of pentecostal pastors um have children's homes yeah um you know and that's to deal with some of the issues that we have seen in the past you know mm-hmm. urban centers right. problems the urban centers 
uh, abject poverty in yeah. in the rural areas yeah. and in some places the hiv uh, pandemic when, when yeah. there was a lot of children just left yeah. destitute uh, many of the people who who founded children's homes mm-hmm. were pentecostal pastors right and and you know just drawn out of their conviction that we need to do something in society mm-hmm. you know concerning some of these things mm-hmm. so so i think we need to give credit where it's due it's true you know there has been a leaning on personal piety right. but i think there's there's a retranslation that has been going on quietly and slowly in education right. you know in some of these other places it need to be more yeah uh but but you can see that there are certain certain uh ways in which that is beginning mm-hmm. uh to happen and i think we should be you know continue to interrogate that whole language yeah. uh of you know jesus my personal savior <laughs> yeah. there, there is a um i think i think there's a there's a place where that needs to be retranslated into uh what we are now seeing and yes. and i've i've had a few people a uh, few gone to a few services in different churches where uh now for example the perspective uh of making a decision for christ is welcome to the family oh nice so i've been to a number of churches where i've had that language mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, to the point where i think that retranslation might also be beginning you know to happen as far as i'm concerned that's 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 very insightful and eye-opening because mm. i think that's a perspective that many people don't see because mm. they see the ones on the street and yeah. they criticize that but there's yeah. also this other movement of people mm. doing something mm. of course not on a larger scale as it should be yet yeah yeah but there's there's some work and some mm. some new perspective out there mm. right um let's be wrapping up here um so i have two questions the last one will be about resources because you mentioned Andrew yeah. Walls a lot yeah. you mentioned yeah. Yeah. uh uh mm-hmm. to you know your book of course um mm-hmm. and your own work mm-hmm. uh, so we'll end with that by you know mm-hmm. suggesting some resources that yeah. people can look at mm-hmm. but before that i guess like it's it's a good thing starting from origins to think about future yeah right so mm-hmm. what 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 do you think is the future of of the pentecostal movement on the on the continent yeah so I've had different conversations with people. There's some people who think that uh, this thing, this thing is, uh, um, it's mostly personality cults and it will die out. It's a, it's <laughs> yeah. A, At some point, I sort of bought into that, but yeah, I don't I've, know. I've had, I've had that. You know, this thing is gonna die out, and um, so that's one, one, uh, one, you know, perspective. Um, another perspective, I suppose, from within is that this thing is of God. Yeah. It will last forever. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I think the answer, um, I, I have two, two thoughts around that. Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe a verse. <laughs> <laughs> I, I would appreciate that. Yeah. <laughs> so, so I, I, I think on, on the, on the one, on the one hand, um it is true the the elements of the movements that or elements of the pentecostal movement that are based on individuals uh to to sustain them and that do not develop an ecclesial structure mm-hmm. will die with it, it happens even within denominations uh, if they don't have any um any ability to state sustain themselves mm-hmm. um, in terms of leadership, polity, you know those kinds of things. Yeah. 
So there's a good number that will not be there next next year. Mm-hmm. In fact, the pandemic actually kind of decimated yeah, it quite took a, a it number took a lot of those. people out. Yes. Yeah. Uh, like some of the smaller churches and so on. Um, especially the ones that were really on shaky ground. Mm-hmm. Uh, some of the ones that will have very wild theology and become completely detached from, uh, you know, orthodox, uh, orthodox uh, doctrine. Yeah. Will will disappear. Yeah, you know um, that's that's what history, church history, teaches me. That's right. But movements that just don't connect themselves to the core tenets of what Christianity really is mm-hmm. uh, eventually die out. That's what I've seen. Right. You know, when you look at two thousand years. Yeah. Now maybe there's a movement that will kind of detach itself, and you know, <laughs> but the evidence, the historical evidence is if if it gets too wild, yes, you know, it it just dies, it, it dies off. So, but but I think in terms uh, of of um, the cosmology, mm-hmm. um. Pentecostal movements and Pentecostal way of thinking about Christianity um, will, you know, really connect with African cosmology. Yeah. And in my view, I would expect that, you know, Pentecostal expressions of Christianity will be with us for the foreseeable future. Right. Um, because, because, uh, you know, African worldview or African way of, of seeing the, the world and African ways of understanding in kind of the oral mm-hmm. epistemology, those are not going to go. Yes. Uh, you know, they're not going to convert into something else. True. You know, they, they, it, it, it will be like Africa's epistemological story, intellectual yeah. history. You know, yeah. that's that, it's kind of, you know, the, how the, the place is. And so long as uh, Pentecostalism continues to to be able to uh, incarnate Christianity into those, into that worldview, into yeah. that epistemology is going mm-hmm. to stay. It's, it's, it's going to be there. So, so I, you know, I, I think there's be, there'll be some movements that will die out in my lifetime. Uh, but I think we're going to be seeing Pentecostal Christianity, you know, for decades, maybe even centuries. Yeah. Uh, the second reason why it's likely to stay is that uh, for some denominations that whose uh, liturgi- liturgical styles and um, I, I'm going to say, like, theological history is very different yeah. from Africa's. Right. Pentecostal way of thinking, yeah. uh, Pentecostal way of being church will will be the lifeline for those churches. Yes. That, that, is, what will, I, that, that, that is what will sustain those churches. You are so right, yeah. I, I have seen that, um, you know, in Eastern Africa with the East Africa Revival. Um, there are some denominations that would not have tided over. You know, not, they would not have come through mm-hmm. into this century. Yeah. But the East Africa revival and similar revivals around Africa mm-hmm. that were able to reinterpret Christianity mm-hmm. with the local languages, with the local idiom, mm-hmm. um, were able to kind of save those denominations. Yes. Yeah. And so I think Pentecostal spirituality um, might be the savior of, of some some yeah. of the denominations that otherwise have no uh, no chance yeah. um, within an, an African cosmology. So, wow. so I expect to see I, I expect to see Pentecostal spirituality. It mm-hmm. might morph. 
Yeah. Uh, to what, I don't know, but we're likely to see what we're seeing now for a while. Sure. Wow. I, yeah, that's, that's, a, that's a historian who is also semi an anthropologist and an <laughs> ethnographer, somebody who was, learns about people by yeah. observing. Here's the verse for movements. you. Yeah, tell me. Here's the verse for you. <laughs> you know, uh, <laughs> in the New Testament, uh, you, you know, there, there was a, when there was a controversy about, you know, the Christian movement ah, yeah. and, you know, all of that, um, and, 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 and Jesus and, and the Christ, you know, one, one wise, uh, man of God, I think it was Gamaliel, who yes. said, you know, leave, leave this movement alone. If it is of God, the, you know, yeah. we, we, we will not be able to do a, anything against it. And in fact, we'll be opposing God himself. That's right, yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. so I think, you know, taking a theological perspective, yes. what, whatever is not of God yeah. will... Uh, we'll fall by the wayside. <laughs> Fantastic. Uh, okay, so great. Uh, so, you know, let's wrap up here by, you know, sharing some resources, yeah. maybe books, website, authors, people, you know. Yeah. Uh, start, start with yourself, uh, some of okay. the things that you've done and okay. where people can find it. So I've read a number of, of, of papers and things. Some of those are available online. Mm -hmm. uh, the book I wrote, A Spirit of Revitalization, is a history, mm -hmm. a 100-year history of, uh, of Pentecostalism in Eastern uh, in Kenya, which mm -hmm. is in Eastern Africa. So that's that's something. And what I've done, I've explained, you know, kind of like the different movements yeah. and, uh, you know, when they started, what are some of the things that yeah. uh, that motivated them and why they are the way they are and right. how, how you know, this Pentecostalism um, begins to take root. And I've talked about some of the things, you know, we talked about sure. here yeah. uh, in the book, you know, some of the engagement, social engagement, so on. Yeah. Yeah, I talked about uh, some of the ways that that is happening. Yeah. Um, there are other uh, other resources, other authors. Mm -hmm. um, um, West Africa, we have uh, two 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 important people. Um, if you find any book on Pentecostalism by Kwabena Samoa Jadu, mm -hmm. uh, you know that that's mm -hmm. you know he's written uh, you know several books. Several, uh, yeah. very 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 important. Nimi mm Wariboko -hmm. um, has a good one on um, on Nigerian Pentecostalism. Let's go to Southern Africa. Uh, Alan Anderson. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, you know, foremost scholar on Pentecostalism and Pentecostalism in Africa. Mm -hmm. uh, very, you know, he's an expert in uh, early movements, um, early, um, what I'm calling early African initiatives in Christianity. Right. Mm -hmm. He's really good at that. And he's able to kind of, um, one one of the first ones that I read who connected the dots yeah. uh, between those movements and Pentecostalism today. Um, so, so he's a good one. Mm -hmm. You know, Alan Anderson, again, a couple of books like, two, three books mm -hmm. uh, over there. Uh, let's look at um, another East African, Wanjiro Gitao, mm -hmm. uh, has a book on, on Pentecostalism as it happens now and uh, has looked at millennials and mm -hmm. Pentecostalism. Oh, yeah, that's an interesting uh, one. So she has a, she, she has a, a good book. Um, what is it called? It's called uh, Mega Church Reconsidered. Mm -hmm. uh, that's a good a good book. If you're looking at uh, conversations about the broad themes mm -hmm. that we are talking about, um, 
uh, Andrew Walls yeah. uh, had has uh, three books. There's a fourth one coming out end of 2023. Oh I can't wait for it. Um, and so he he explores some of these conversations. He's a historian, right? Uh, and and he, you know has has done a really good job of of being able to conceptualize the idea of translation, mm-hmm. uh, which um, previously it encompasses themes that previously were were. Um, used uh, by by African theologians uh, of the previous generations, you know, ideas of enculturation, mm-hmm. um, indigenization, mm-hmm. uh, and um, and contextualization. Mm-hmm. Uh, so so uh, they they you know Andrew Walls talks about translation. There is the classic uh, Lamin Sane book. Yeah. Um, uh, tr- uh, translating the message, mm-hmm. a very very important book mm-hmm. uh, in terms of this kind of conversation. That's so that right. goes hand in hand with Andrew Walls. Yeah, yeah. Um, he had another book whose religion is Christianity. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a good one. It does like a question and answer, mm-hmm. uh, you know, kind of uh, engagement. Uh, there are other themes in this conversation that are important mm-hmm. uh, for for one, and I'm going to give you a couple of of, of important uh, authors. Uh, one of them is Jehu Hansils. Jehu. Uh, he has a he has a book on migration migration and making of Christianity. That's a recent book a recent came out book, yeah. last year or year before last. Mm-hmm. Um, again, it it looks at this conversation broadly mm-hmm. uh and and engages some of these themes not just from an african perspective but uh, but broadly yeah. um but then there's a very important thing we haven't talked about today pe- african pentecostalism outside africa yeah <laughs> diaspora christianity that one, diaspora christianity yeah uh, that's absolutely you know it's a huge topic yeah uh, can't even begin to even comment on it right yes. now afia dogame you know very yes. important voice uh, in 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 that conversation, and also generally Pentecostalism in Africa as well. Yeah. Uh, there are other voices uh, uh, emerging. Yeah. Um, you know, other other people. I think uh, one I can think of right now is uh, uh, Bimbola de la Kun, mm-hmm. uh, who looking at certain aspects. Uh, someone else, uh, Victor Ezibo, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. as well. You know, who's looking at theological aspects. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Adela Kun looks at uh, performance, yep. um, you know, practices within within uh, African Pentecostalism. So, so there are there are those there are historical books. Um, um, Grant, uh, forget what his first name is, but uh, there's there's a good book by uh, on Ghanaian Pentecostalism. I see, nice um, by. Uh, Grant, I forget what the first name. <laughs> anyway, you find it. Yeah, Bela University Press. It's a good book. Nice. Um, and 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 you know, kind of explore some of those conversations as well. Great. Uh, yeah. <laughs> That's like a tall list of things. This is your your bibliography for you already. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It is. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fascinating. Um, this has been a really, really, really good conversation. Provided great perspective on different things mm. uh, and i'm sure listeners are going to learn a lot from you and from what you've written but also from a lot of the suggestions mm. that you've made um, mm. in addition to the content you've provided on this podcast so mm. thank you very much dr mugambi for can i say one more thing yes yeah, say it if there's a listener who has a passion or maybe you have a duo call or something yes and, and you want to research this thing yeah 
the story hasn't been fully told. Oh, so nice. get out there, write something, you yeah. know, do your master's. Yes, do if your master's. Done, if you've done your master's, do yeah. your PhD yeah, and yeah. study these things. But study it, you know, and, and dignify what needs to be dignified. That's right. Call out what needs to be called out. Oh my goodness. Yeah, yeah that's a... That's a good. That's a good call, right? Yeah, yeah. that's that's really good. I I can imagine. I'm gonna send this out personally to some of my friends who are doing this at Akofi. So I'm sure I'm sure they will take it up mm-hmm. and work on that. Thank you very much, Dr. Migambi. This Thank has you. been uh, a fascinating conversation, and I really appreciate your time, your insight, your experience, and your sharing so generously. Thank okay. you. Thank you. Thank, Thank you very you. much for having me. <laughs>